0: Welcome to Emotional and Spiritual Well-being, the podcast that balances psychology and spirituality, helping you achieve well-being by discussing how the mind, will, and emotions interplay with the spiritual and physical. Here is your host, Sharon Wegman. Hi, this is Sharon Wegman from Wellspring Solutions. And today we're, our podcast is going to be managing the holidays with COVID because that's a big discussion right now. Mm-hmm. That's a really big discussion. And I'm joined by Kayla Cedar Kayla, why
1: don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Thanks, Sharon. Um, I'm one of the counselors here at Wellspring Solutions. I've been here for a couple of months now. My passion involves working with individuals who are experiencing depression and anxiety or addiction issues and relational concerns. Absolutely. So Kayla is great. She is
0: she is an encyclopedia of understanding all things psychology. She's a great counselor. And so our practice is located in Y Missing, Pennsylvania, and Kayla is still taking clients. So if you have anxiety and depression, which who doesn't at this time of the year, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this, call us because Kayla can hook you up. Um, so yes, holidays is very triggering for lots of people on so many different levels. And now we just add to it, the COVID mm-hmm. pandemic issues of being in quarantine and in our particular state, the rules are very strict on what needs to happen to bring the COVID rates down and the COVID rates do need to come down in our state. Mm-hmm. And so we just thought it'd be helpful to just process that with our clients to be able to talk about how do we manage the holidays with um very different holiday expectations this Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Um, Any thoughts on that introduction?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it the holidays are triggering for a lot of people in general, seeing family having different expectations, being in our childhood home, there's a lot of things that could be triggering naturally this time of year. And with the anxiety of COVID and having to follow new expectations, there's a whole different realm, like you were saying, Sharon, of triggers that we're going to have to learn how to manage.
0: Yes. So uh, let's talk about one trigger. I've noticed this recently with um, clients. They're feeling rejected because their family members are not going to host large groups of people or maybe they've been just uninvited because there's just not the ability to have the number of people. And so we're seeing a lot of people struggling with rejection issues. And it's it's them taking it personally. It's not really about and feeling abandoned. Mm-hmm. It's not really about them that boundaries are being set. That's what I always have to explain to people. When you set a boundary, be sure to tell this person it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. It's everything about me keeping my household safe. So that fear of rejection is really big and it's triggers a lot of childhood wounds of rejection yes that even though this person is not rejecting you it can feel the same Mm -hmm. even though it's different
1: um what else i think the flip side of the rejection is the codependency aspect of it of this fear of letting other people down, fear of disappointing, fear of having to tell somebody no for the first time. We may have never had to tell a family member no before, Um, but with everything going on, we're having to say no a lot more often, and it can really be uncomfortable to sit in the no, especially if it does trigger somebody's abandonment or rejection wounds. Absolutely.
0: Um, And so that's something that we have to process, our childhood wounds and and the fear of letting people down. Mm -hmm. Another one is just the fear of missing out. I think we've lost so much in 2020 that I think already people are psyching themselves, I'm going to say out, Mm -hmm. because they're not psyching themselves up, about that this is going to be horrible we're gonna be missing out, we're not gonna be able to do this, we're not gonna be doing that. And so that fear of missing out is just creating a lot more anxiety or loss issues that really don't, I get it, but we can reframe everything. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And we have to reframe everything right now. It's going to be different and it's not gonna be what it was. But can we also choose to do some creative things to make it feel better so that we create new memories? Mm-hmm. our 2020 memories yeah. <laughs> yes. there, that's a whole that's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh so that that leads us to understanding the losses of this season mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that all year we've experienced a lot of different losses. It may feel like a burden to even be entering the holidays where we feel exhausted from it. There is this constant weight of the virus on us at all times and things that used to be happy that we would look forward to seems that what once brought us joy we're grieving now. Things look a lot different and it can be really normal to feel exhausted by the holidays even though they're not even here yet <laughs> yes. um, it, and I, I'm going to say
0: that what I've seen is people are investing a lot of energy into Christmas decorating okay <laughs> I've been to a couple stores lately and I'm like oh my gosh it's not even Thanksgiving mm. and the whole Christmas decoration setting is, section is, is wiped out Oh wow. And it it's almost like they are people are so focused on what they can do, which yes. is decorating, that they're going all into that. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of houses in my neighborhood that already have their trees up and their houses are decorated. Wow. <laughs> and, and so I feel like they're they're investing all this money and energy into what they can do mm-hmm. in that process of just feeling the loss of what they're not going to be able to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't, I'm reading here. I guess we can feel a lot of, uh, trust issues as we head into the holidays. Mm. Um, how can I trust... My relatives in this process, how can I trust the people I'm interacting with? Mm -hmm. We've seen that increase here Mm -hmm. um, with people and how they're experiencing COVID. People are much more distrustful. And then how does that impact how we relate to people? We might be even more avoidant than necessary. Absolutely. Because of our trust issues being stirred up about the holidays. Um, What
1: else? I think the flip side of that too is, again, having to say no to a lot of different things where we may not have had these trust issues or these concerns before, but now all of a sudden we're thrust into a position where we have to say no. And with that trust aspect, we can also look at Different things that may come up for us when we're learning how to say no or having to say no for the first time, such as not really having a voice with our family growing up. Mm. Maybe this is the first time that we've had to find our voice to say no. Maybe this is the first time that we're not being self-sacrificing. A lot of times the holidays we're putting ourselves aside, different family members fall into different roles, and some people have to step up a lot different than others. So if We're the family member who's so used to stepping up and self-sacrificing during the holidays. Self-sacrifice nowadays looks much different than it may have looked in the past. That's true. Self-sacrificing now looks like saying no rather than saying yes.
0: Yeah, and so I just had this, I just set this boundary with one of my clients who tends to be an excessive giver. And I just said to them, here's your boundary for the rest of this holiday, What is going to protect me? Mm. What is going to protect me is your first decision-making process as we're going through COVID. You know, it's not that I don't want you to be giving, but your job is somebody who could, you know, experience that is what is going to protect me. It used to be that it was like our goal is to have honor self, honor others. Mm. You know, that's our goal for healthy boundaries, Right? I'm, I'm honoring myself and I'm honoring you, and, and so that this is a mutual, peaceable relationship. But in this situation, our goal in this situation has to be how can I protect self first? Mm -hmm. And then from there, how can I honor people? Do I write them an amazing letter? Mm -hmm. Do I send them a really amazing gift? What can I do to honor other people while protecting self? Self is first right now with COVID. Absolutely. Which triggers a lot of people. Yes. Because that can feel like they're being abused. They can Mm -hmm. feel like they're being abandoned um there's just so many things that the self boundaries are triggering and it makes the person who's setting the boundaries feel really guilty it definitely can and shameful it definitely can absolutely all right so it's stirring up a lot of shame issues and it's 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 really hard And then I just really feel bad for people who are, like, going through the holidays for the first time alone, like, Mm. because they're separated or divorced or estranged in some way from relatives. Let's add that to the whole situation. That just really jacks up the losses of this season. And we're not trying to make this really heavy. We're going to get the positive (laughs) at the end, okay?
1: (laughs) We're going to get the positive. (laughs) Yes. So, your turn, Miss Kayla. Well, one thing that you were when you were saying that came to mind about the boundaries as I feel like a lot of this is looking at the physical boundaries how do I keep myself safe from getting sick but also looking that boundaries are mental emotional spiritual and physical all in the same time so how can I set boundaries and and within my own self, so that I'm not taking on things that aren't mine? How can I say no and respect somebody else's ability to have hurt feelings over my no? Um, I don't have to pick up what's not mine. So really protecting ourselves mentally and emotionally through this time as well, not just physically. Yeah, so what does
0: protecting yourself emotionally look like Mm -hmm. um like the first thing that comes to my mind and then I'm gonna jump over to you is taking a lot of time to be able to process my feelings maybe I'm doing more journaling than Mm -hmm. usual Mm -hmm. maybe I'm taking more time of silence than usual so I'm able to process what's going on with me emotionally so that I can process that and set better boundaries
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if I'm not taking that time, I'm not going to set good boundaries. Absolutely. So, your turn. <laughs> All right, I'll go spiritual. Like you said, yes. you, we, you were talking about how boundaries are just are just physical. Mm-hmm. They're not just physical. Mm-mm. They're emotional. They're spiritual. And I forgot the last word you said.
1: Mental, emotional, spiritual, physical. Okay, mental, yeah, mental. Yeah.
0: So... Okay, I'll give. go I'll, oh, mental. I'll go. <laughs> I already said emotion. I need to process my emotions. Yes. But mental, what's the mental space I have mm. in that situation? You know, we talk with people. So for sometimes for me, it's sometimes like nine hours a day. I'm talking with people and solving problems. Mm-hmm. So when I go home, my mental space has to be I need to decompress from that. And I think when you're in it, we're all in really hard situations. We're all in really hard situations right now um, with people around us decompensating in so many different ways. So all of us. Are in those places we're experiencing a lot of emotional stress, so we need to do more mindfulness, which, listen to that podcast yes. we last did <laughs> on what mindfulness is, which is just decompressing our brain by doing specific breathing exercises, by doing specific relaxation things.
1: Okay. Yes, absolutely. Self-care is, is crucial during this time. It, it makes sense that we may be feeling more exhausted, that we may not have as much emotional capacity. Maybe we're feeling like we're on edge all of the time because we're picking up a lot of things that aren't necessarily ours. Um, I can't say this enough. This is communal trauma. Yes. This is, this is we are all going through it. Um, so as much as we are having to spend extra time with self-care to carry our own burden, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we can still um, care for others in the process without burning ourselves out.
0: Exactly. So that self-care might look like, for me, it's less electronics, mm-hmm. less television, less um, auditory sound, more silence. Um that's what it looks like for me to decompress and take away from anything that's like stimulating me. Mm-hmm. I have I have to reduce the m- amount of stimulation. Um, I'm also thinking of um, for me also. I feel like my spiritual practices also really mm-hmm. empower me because I have a, get a different point of view as a result of reading and meditating and um, worshiping, and so. For me, I'm devoting more energy to my spiritual practices. Yes. yes. As
1: a way to get through. Boundaries, I always like to look at them as, as yes and no. So what do I need to say yes to more often and what do I need to say no to more often? And this is a season where we're going to have to say yes to a lot more self-care. Yes. And and being very intentional with it. Right. So that's a big struggle for a lot of people
0: because we're used to doing our old way of living. Mm-hmm. And this is a season, I, I hate to say this, where we're we're learning how to do a lot of self care. Yes. And self evaluation and self reflection that we haven't had the chance to do in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um so that's what the power of this horrible thing is if I have to think of everything being redeemed I'm going to say the flip side of this horrible is we're also choosing a lot more Mm self-care a lot more boundaries for self saying yes to more positive things saying no to more negative things although a lot of people's addictions are very stirred up that's
1: that's a true point
0: that's a whole other stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole other podcast (laughs) that's a whole other podcast what else would you like to talk about
1: Well, I like how you were starting to talk about um, the positive aspects that that can come from this. So maybe we should talk a little bit about reframing and Mm -hmm. finding some positive alternatives or realistic alternatives um, in the face of understanding that our old way of doing things is not possible this year, may not be possible this year. Right. So
0: how do we reframe it? It's A lot of it has to do with changing a lot of our expectations. Mm-hmm. And so I, I oft, I've i been already starting a list of things that I will be able to do yes. during my smaller holiday. Mm-hmm. I'm creating a mental list and or written list of things I'm looking forward to doing yes. during this limited holiday season. And that is already has me looking forward to those things that wouldn't necessarily be a part of my holidays. But now I get to have it. Mm-hmm. I now get to pursue doing a whole lot more reading, and I love reading. Mm-hmm. But I haven't always had the chance to do more
1: reading. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? What? How do you reframe it? Well, one thing that came to mind while you're talking is that with our ability to possibly say no this year, we can shed ourselves from old roles that we may have never agreed to to begin with. So this may be a brand new opportunity for a lot of us to, for the first time in our life, say, how do I want to spend the holidays if I don't have to meet everybody's, everybody else's expectations this year because of different regulations that are in place? we may have the opportunity for the first time to say, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And how do I want to spend this holiday? It's true. We can create a whole new tradition for ourselves this year.
0: It's true. And, and I learned this um, early on in my marriage, on the third or fourth year of my marriage. I moved to New Mexico for a year for uh, my husband's work. And I really had the opportunity to set up what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So for me... I remember how exciting it was to do holidays the way I wanted to do it or how, you know, like create new traditions, which I now still have those traditions um, because I got to remake them on my own terms. So Mm -hmm. that was a very powerful thing for me. So I think we also have the opportunity to do that. So um let's brainstorm what that could look like. Mm-hmm. You know, that might look like what? What are you what are you looking forward to doing?
1: Uh, this this is the first time this year that um it's just going to be me and my husband.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We aren't seeing extended family and it brought me a lot of pain to have to say no to these things for the first time, but also looking forward to, oh, wow, I don't have to do these things. We get to sit there with our fake piece of meat and, <laughs> and our vegan string bean casserole and not have to worry about these things. It's something to really look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah. And
0: so, you know, I've just been creating like lists of things that I can do. We can go out and look at holiday lights. We can take Coco in the car and go out and ride to various locations that have amazing light mm-hmm. displays and those are things i can do yes um more, more more one-on-one time with my kids who are out of the home now but mm-hmm. we're all coming home from college i'm get to get to spend more one-on-one time with them because they're going to be yes. stuck with me
1: <laughs> yes so so a greater and more intentional meaningful connection to those that are in our safe circle
0: Right. But what about singles? That's that's a hard one for people Mm -hmm. who live single. You know, I think early on I talked with um, people on one of the podcasts that early on we created one other family in our life that we were we quarantined to Mm -hmm. only be with those people. And um, that's probably shifted over that. But I would suggest you have that opportunity to already be creating mm-hmm. who are those people that can choose other singles you can choose to be with
1: absolutely
0: so that you can create that safe quarantine place mm-hmm. um, so that you can move towards that so i think it's time to think about that now yes so that you can have that in place when the holidays come around you have those people you can go and do things with mm-hmm. um so it's a it's a hard it's a hard hard holiday season, and yet the other side of it is you get to create it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's hard for people who have been codependency yes. issues, isn't it? Yes, because they're not used to being powerful, mm. and this is an opportunity to practice your power.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I just want to encourage you. Things to, let's talk about things we definitely think you need to be
1: saying yes to. Yeah, for sure. So definitely saying yes to whatever self-care routine you already have in place. Like you were saying, Sharon, yes to I need to find a group of safe people where we all follow the same rules and expectations so that we are able to still connect um, and also finding alternative means of connection with one another. I think when this all first started to happen, we relied very heavily on technology, and then summer gave us the opportunity to do more in person. Mm-hmm. So remembering those old ways of connecting that we relied heavily on back in March.
0: Yes. I just started that again with friends that in the summer I was able to see them because we were outside, mm-hmm. but... Um, we were doing Marco Polo mm-hmm. with this certain group of individuals, and I we just started again, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, this feels so good. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, isn't it? We get to see each other. We get to see the tone of what people are saying. Mm-hmm. People can even take us on a tour of their house or whatever, but the idea was we forgot how Marco Polo really helped us back in March April, May, mm-hmm. but come summer, we weren't using it. So we just started it again, and it really feels good. Absolutely.
1: Um, some people do um, family game night with on Zoom. Yes, they have specific internet games where you can play through your phone and then still stay connected on your computer, however. Right. Those are a lot of fun.
0: So we, we suggest that for people who are more alone and don't have, People, you can create a game night, and you can use Zoom or on your phone to do that. And that's that's something to create.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I I'm a spiritual person, so I am saying yes to a lot more spiritual right now. Mm-hmm. Of just feeding myself peaceful things, so that's that helps me. But for everyone, that's different. Everyone that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely saying no to anything that feels uncomfortable. Yes. Um, so I had some friends who wanted to celebrate my birthday, and I didn't feel comfortable with it, and I had to say no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying no, and I to but for me, it was more the idea that they wanted to do it that felt bad. Mm. felt felt good. Like I don't need the actual event. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Saying no to those types of things. Absolutely,
1: and and I think too, just to piggyback on that. Sometimes saying no might feel like we're being mean, but finding a way to say no while being kind is very much possible. Absolutely. So it, it doesn't, saying no doesn't automatically mean that we're a mean person or that we don't care.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. That means so much to me that you even mm-hmm. think of doing this for me. However, at this point in time, I really feel like I need to protect my health. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to choose to do that. But
1: I, it means so much to me that you wanted to do that for me. Yeah, absolutely. Or there is nothing more that I would rather do than spend the holidays with you. But I can't right now because I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about your health. And quite frankly, if we did this, my anxiety is so high and my concern is so high, I may not even enjoy myself. Oh, perfect. I may be a burden. Yes. And I don't want to do that. That's a
0: good answer. That's a good answer. Anything else, Kayla, that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to? I think we really covered it all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we wish you good holidays and we bless them. And if you're interested in talking to Kayla more about uh, doing sessions on anxiety or depression, we're still doing live sessions. We have lots of COVID standards in place Mm -hmm. and we've put air purifiers in every place that we are seeing clients. So we're trying to make it safe. But you, if you, that doesn't feel comfortable, we also do telehealth. Yes. And we're perfectly comfortable with doing telehealth with lots of people. I'd say most 50% of our clients are telehealth. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Have a great holiday season. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Emotional
0: and Spiritual Wellbeing with Sharon Wegman. For more resources or to have Sharon speak at your meeting or event, please visit wellspringssolutions.com.